We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the DFS MLB Podcast, Friday edition for Saturday's Major League Baseball games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as always, by John McKechnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Saturday's games. We also remind you of the fact that we record this show on Fridays, and that doesn't give us access to Saturday's FanDuel player prices. But we will try to give our best guesses for the pitchers and go with the Friday batter's projections on those values based on current information. John Before we begin, though, you and I are both rocked by the fact that there were some suspensions this past week. I want to touch on the two that made the news, and they were related to Chris Colabello of the Jays and Dee Gordon of the Marlins. Both of these guys got slapped with 80 game suspensions. I want to know what you're thinking about this. So the Colabello one comes across last Friday, and it's interesting because it comes out that that positive test was from March or something. So it, it kind of almost goes to explain why uh, his, his start was so slow. Maybe like the, the idea of the suspension lingering over his head affected his game. And then last night, you know, amid all of the NFL draft uh, drama and all the news there, 
you know, I'm checking Twitter. It's past midnight. All of a, all of a sudden, D. Gordon slapped at the PEDs, you know, kind of like the last guy you would suspect to be juicing, uh, just kind of based on his skill set and his build. Uh, pretty disappointed, though. I mean, D. Gordon was one of my favorite players, and to, to see that go down, uh, that was tough. Well, and I feel the same way about Colabello because he has quite a story attached to his name, having been a, an independent league ball player for seven years and then coming up, coming up large for the Jays last year in their playoff run and uh, factoring into a nice platoon situation over there at first base with Justin Smoke. But as you said, he started off really poorly and there was no explanation really given or offered for that poor start. And then when the information came down, I saw an interview uh, where he was very candid and very open with his emotion. He was crying almost throughout the interview. So he, he's been racking his brain, he says, to figure out just how his PEDs got into his system. Now, if he was faking, it was a heck of an acting job. And, and in his case, you know, you might say, okay, he was juicing to increase his power numbers and so on. But like you said with D. Gordon, he doesn't fit the mold of your typical PED abuser. But then the other aspect of PEDs, John, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I always thought that it was injury recovery assistance. And, and, and this guy's a guy who's led the majors in stolen bases in the last couple of years, and who knows what he was dealing with with his legs and so on. But there were two steroids in his case that were offside. And so I just have to wonder if, if uh, he knew what he was doing. And I wonder if, if Colabello deserves an Oscar. So that's, uh, that's where I'm leaving it for now until more information comes down the pipe. With you there. Well, you know, that's our editorial piece for this thing, but we want to stick with what we're here for, and that's the FanDuel uh, projections for player values and our best bets in Saturday's game. So, John, let's begin with a quick run-through of the projected starters for Saturday's games, and I'll remind our listeners that all the times that we give are Eastern Standard Times. All righty, kicking us off for the Saturday slate, we're going to have Detroit's Jordan Zimmerman uh, going against Minnesota's Tyler Duffy. Uh, in Minnesota, that starts at 2.10 Eastern. Then we're going to have Washington's Joe Ross facing off against uh, St. Louis's Jamie or Jaime Garcia starting off at 2.15 Eastern. Following that up, we're going to have Atlanta's Julio Tehran out in Chicago at Wrigley Field against John Lackey and the Cubs. That starts at 2.20. Uh, then a little bit later on in the afternoon, we're going to have Chris Davinsky of the Houston Astros going up against... Uh, Kendall Graveman of, of the A's. And then uh, rounding out the, after the afternoon slate, we're going to have San Francisco's Matt Cain against uh, the Mets' Jacob deGrom out at City Field. And then uh, for me, I'll be watching the Jays. Jay Happ taking his 3-0 record into Tampa against Chris Archer, who's really struggled so far this year. That's a 6-10 start. Follow that with uh, Cincinnati and Alfredo Simon, who's, who's got an astronomical ERA against the Pittsburgh Pirates and Francisco Liriano at 7.05. Then the White Sox with Matt Leto is off to a great start, 4-0 with an ERA less than one against Baltimore and Kevin Gossman, 0-1 with a 180 ERA at 7.05. Cleveland is in Philadelphia in the interleague game of the day with Trevor Bauer and his 1-0 record against Jared Eikhoff and a 1-3 mark at 7.05. And then uh, one of the marquee matchups, every time the Yankees and the Red Sox get together, it's really heavily, uh, heavily advertised. And Michael Pineda takes on Rick Porcello in Boston's Fenway Park at 7.10. And then wrapping up our evening slate here, we're going to have uh, Wei and Chen and the Miami Marlins out at Miller Park uh, to face uh, Chase Anderson and the Brewers at 7.10. 
Uh, following that, we're going to have the Angels and Matt Shoemaker uh, down at Globe Life Park facing uh, Derek Holland and the Rangers. Then we're going to have Colorado's Chris Rusin out at Arizona to face Zach Grinke and the Diamondbacks. Uh, that's, a, that's an 8-10 start. Then we're going to have the Dodgers with Ross Stripling hosting San Diego and Colin Ray, the youngster. And then finishing out the night slate, we're going to have Kansas City's Jordano Ventura out at Safeco Field facing lefty Wade Miley at 10-10. All right. Well, let's get into it, beginning with Saturday starting pitchers. Uh, John, why don't you tell me who you're liking on the mound, and I'll counter with my picks, and then we'll go through the rest of the rosters after that. Sounds good. Well, I'm going to start it off with Jordan Zimmerman of, of the Tigers, uh, sitting at 8,900. Now, Zimmerman draws a really favorable matchup for our purposes on Saturday because he's going to be facing a Twins club that strikes out 23.9% of the time. Wow. Yeah, and he, he's really uh, cruised through, the, through his first few starts of the season, and he's been really proficient at stranding base runners. His strand rate is at 96.6%. Obviously, that, that number will come down with time. It's impossible to, to maintain a, a strand rate such as that. But at the same time, you got to figure that if he gets into trouble, he's going to be able to hold those base runners and not allow them to score, which is useful when, we're, when you know hits and walks aren't really counting against you. Now, he's coming off a start where he only uh, struck out one batter, but he was going against the A's, and they're one of the more disciplined teams in terms of K, K rate in the majors. And he also racked up eight strikeouts against the Royals, who are similarly similarly disciplined to the A's at the plate. So I think Zimmerman is going to have is going to be able to put up some nice strikeout numbers, and I think he's going to be in line for the win uh, Saturday. And uh, I'll add Jacob Degrom into the mix. I'm pricing him at about seventy eight hundred dollars. He dominated the, Gi- the Giants lineup each time he faced them last season, limiting them to five hits in 47 collect- 41 collective at-bats while fanning 17 batters over fifth- his 15 and a third inning pitch against San Francisco while he allowed only two earned runs. He's ba- been similarly effective in his two starts earlier this season, limited only in terms of his playing time, only because of a minor back issue that he's overcome and a family re- emergency that uh, took place recently but he showed signs of picking up right where he left off last season as a flame-throwing strikeout artist in each of those two outings so I throw throw in the early struggles of Giants starter Matt Kane, and this looks like a, a very nice pick for a win and a high strikeout total from from DeGrom so with that we'll remind our listeners why we're here with our promo read the MLB season is here John and that means daily fantasy baseball is back and we're excited about that. Go to FanDuel.com where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at as just as low as $1. Anybody can play. FanDuel, in partnership with RotoWire, has created the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Championship, where FanDuel and RotoWire are offering an exclusive series of 14 weekly contests to RotoWire readers, culminating with the final on July 10th which awards 15000 in free prizes, including 2000 for first place. 
And I mean, John, two weeks ago, I was second overall. Last week, I went from the penthouse to the outhouse in our, in our little league. I don't know how you did, but uh, I'm back. I was I'm middle on, of the pack. I want to get back on the horse and get in the top 10 again. I like being in the money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, free money is uh, never bad. No. Uh, so we invite our listeners to join over the 1 million other users who have already won the money. It's never too late to join. So come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code, RWPOD, and sign up now. We have a special offer for new users, too. They get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code, RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for the just $25 in real dollars. And don't forget to use my code, RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. Okay, let's go to our positional picks. John, who do you like at the catcher position? For me, I, I'm going to go with Jonathan Lucroy at 2,800 going against Miami at home. Now, the Brewers have a pretty powerful lineup. It can be a little boomer bust at times. And Lucroy's splits against lefties haven't been overly impressive this year. But I think that, in general, Lucroy's a, a catcher that should be uh, priced well above $3,000. So I feel like you're getting a bargain uh, with him at 2,800. And you, you, think, you think about where he's going to be placed in that lineup. In a, in a hitter's park, I think that Lucroy, if you're not going to pay up for some of the higher-priced uh, catching options, I think that he's about the, the lowest that I, I would feel comfortable going with for Saturday's slate. Some of those other catchers cheaper than Lucroy uh, really are not inspiring prospects. So I'm going to take Lucroy at 2800 and try to spend up elsewhere. Well, the guy that I chose was priced in that neighborhood for a while, but Wellington Castillo has been on fire in the last couple of weeks, John, and uh, the D-backs catcher now is going to cost uh, our players $3,500. Castillo is the hottest hitting catcher in the majors over the last couple of weeks and has shown a nice power surge in his last seven games particularly where he's pounded out four homers and accumulated nine ribbies, producing three multi-hit games in the process. He should also benefit from a favorable matchup against Rockies lefty starter Chris Rusin. What about your first base pick? I'm going to go with Adrian Gonzalez here of the Dodgers at 3200 Now, Gonzalez checks in at a bargain price for his skill set and his RBI potential. And, you know, with the change in, in the scoring this week, where I feel like there's a more of a premium now on, on getting guys that are hit in the heart of the order, they can give you that RBI upside now that, now that RBI is like a 3.7, I believe. It was, I thought it was 3.5, but it's, it's more than three. That was what was originally. And, and then the runs uh, has been bumped up to 3.2. So those are marginal changes. We should note that for our FanDuel players that used to be threes uh, all across the board for those types of uh, activities. Exactly. So with that, you have Gonzalez batting 300 or better against either righties or lefties, and he's facing a guy in Colin Ray, a right-hander, that's pretty inexperienced. And with a, as polished and professional of a hitter that Gonzalez is, I really like his matchup sitting here. He should be sitting in the three spot or the cleanup, and I expect the Dodgers to get on base in front of him, so the RBI potential is right there. So I'm going to take his consistent production at the discount price over a boomer bust guy that's priced a little bit higher uh, than he is, a guy like Chris Carter. 
Well, and uh, right there in, in company with Adrian Gonzalez, I found, I mean, Albert Pujols at $3,200. I don't think his price has ever been this low uh, since I've been looking at FanDuel, but it's uh, attributable to his slow start this season. But I noticed that the big power stroke is coming around a little bit with three homers in his last four games. This low price also flies in the face of his productive history against Rangers lefty Derek Holland, which includes three homers among his 8-for-25 sample in this matchup, and there's only been three strikeouts, so uh, Uncle Albert's going to get the bat on the ball, I think, and he might drive it a long way. Your second base pick, John. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with that L.A. matchup. I'm going to go with Chase Utley at 2,900. Much like Gonzalez, I really like this matchup here. Uh, You're not going to find a ton of RBI potential from the second base spot, uh, in that price range, you know, unless you're going to go up and get a guy like Robinson Cano hits there in the order, something like that. But Utley's slashing 311, 400, 446 with eight extra base hits out of the leadoff spot, and that's where he's been batting against righties. So I'd like him to lead it, lead it off Saturday and then Gonzalez to drive him around uh, a couple batters later. And I'm going to counter with the first of my two Tampa batters who really like it when the Toronto Blue Jays come to town. Logan Forsythe comes in at 3700 bucks, a little bit pricey compared to some of the other second base options, but this versatile hitter has been on a real tear of late with 11 hits and four walks in his last 31 plate appearances for an OBP just under 500, and that means a lot of points in FanDuel daily play. So I like his chances of extending that streak also. In a, in a lefty-righty matchup as he faces Jay's lefty, Jay Happ. Your third base pick, John. This one, this one is one of my favorite value plays of, of this whole weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Drury of, of the Diamondbacks at 2,500. He's starting to heat up in a big way. He's hit home runs in back-to-back games, and he has a double in those outings as well. So, I mean, that's, I know that's a small sample size, but he's slashing 311, 328, 590 across the board this season. Plus, uh, I, I did see this morning that Diamondbacks beat writer Steve uh, Steve Gilbert, I want to say his name is, uh, he, he tweeted out that, that manager Chip Hale, he's going to try to find ways to keep Drury in the lineup. And you, you factor that in, how he's got the, the manager's backing. And then, and then look at it, facing the Rockies, going against a lefty, uh, when Drury's a right-handed hitter, I think that that increases his odds of being in the lineup. I think Jake Lamb takes a seat at third base tomorrow because he or Saturday because he is left-handed. So I think Drury gets a start, and I think he hits in a pretty favorable spot of the lineup. Going against a guy like Rusin, where he's got the platoon advantage, I like I like saving some money here at Drury uh, as opposed to paying up for the Donaldsons or the Arenados that are going to cost you closer to twelve about twice of what Drury cost you. Exactly. I'm right there with you on the, on the third base pick. I'm going with a guy who surprised me when I saw a $2,800 price tag on Evan Longoria. John, you, you're not as close to this matchup as I am, where I've seen this guy absolutely kill the Blue Jays since he got in, came in the league. I was shocked by this low price for a guy who's the key to the Rays lineup. And he's going to light it up against Toronto. I just know it. Uh, he always does when they come to town. Longoria was in an early funk this year, but maybe coming out of it of late. And that may all explain why this price is so low. Uh, but he's got four extra base hits on his ledger over the last seven games. So the power stroke is coming back a little bit. And he's got a good 8-for-21 historical record against Hap that only includes two strikeouts. Again, I look for the ball to be in play. And a couple of them could be hard hit in this battle. The shortstop pick of your choice, sir. Now, for me, the, the shortstop uh, lot 
prop for, for Saturday's games where it was a little bit tough to parse for me. And uh, I, th- I think that as Drupal Cabrera for the Mets at 2,700 was about as good of a combination of, of trends, price, and matchup. And it, so for this, he's going to be going against Matt Cain, who's struggling. He's at home. Uh, he's, been, he's been hitting righties extremely well this year. Uh, he's got 368 on base. He's batting over 300 against them. I, I think the Mets are going are gonna to knock Cain around a bit. And I just don't fully trust the Giants' bullpen either to, to fan the flames once uh, Kane is out of the game. So the, the shortstop market is pretty inflated for Saturday. I, t- I totally understand if you want to pay up. But if you're looking to save uh, with a guy that has a reasonably high floor, in my opinion, as Drupal Cabrera is my guy. You know, John, we didn't rehearse the, our picks, but I'm right there with you again uh, at the lower end of the options, picking Jordy Mercer of the Pirates for $3,100. He's enjoying regular duty atop the Pirates' batting order on the strength of a very productive April, which he's finishing up with a torrid 12-for-31 streak in his last seven games. He also has that favorable 7-for-22 history against a red starter, Alfredo Simon. You already teased that he has that ugly 16-plus ERA in his first four starts, and all these numbers to me add up for a possible big day for the Pirates' shortstop. We turn our attention and close things out with your outfield picks, John. All righty. Uh, as has been kind of the theme for us in this pod, we, we really like paying up for those expensive outfielders. And for me, uh, sitting at the top of that uh, for Saturday is Ryan Braun at 4,500 going against, like we said earlier, Wei and Chen. He's just been crushing lefties. He's been crushing everybody this year. And I think it, I don't see that coming to an end anytime soon. So I, where I'm saving across the board in, in some of my earlier positions, I'm going to you take that money to spend it on a guy like Ryan Braun. Now, my second pick, a little bit cheaper, but I, you know, drawing back to that to that Pirates matchup. Uh, now, I'm going to go with Gregory Polanco at 3,600. You know, that 16 ERA is just too high to just not have at least a couple buckos in your lineup. Uh, he's the cheapest of those Pirates outfielders, and he crushes right-handed pitching as a left-handed batter. Uh, slashing 354, 449, 554 with eight doubles and 12 RBI. And the Pirates heavy hitters uh, may be heavily owned, but I mean, this, this really is just too good of a matchup to pass up. And also, in the event that Matt Joyce draws into the lineup as, a, as another left-handed bat, he might be playing elsewhere, but he's listed on FanDuel as an outfielder. At 2,800, I believe, he might be a nice play as well. And then uh, moving on, uh, Mookie Betts at 4,400. Uh, I think that the Red Sox are just going to light up Michael Pineda. I, I'm not really concerned about uh, paying up for a guy like Betts or, or some other Red Sox to get into your lineup. I just think that they're going to absolutely shell Pineda. Pineda, I've completely lost faith in him. So those are my three outfield picks. His wife's on the phone. If we want, she wants to talk to you after the show. Oh, I'll counter with my three outfield picks, and I'm going to go with uh, another member of that Pittsburgh outfield, uh, Starling Marte, for 4,200 bucks. I'm paying up a little bit more. Uh, Like Joey Mercer, this Jordy Mercer, this guy's on a roll with a brilliant month of April under his belt. That's seen him hit to an OPS just under 900 over 92 at bats. He also owns a nice sample size against the struggling Reds, Righty Simone, with 10 hits and 28 at bats. In my version of a baseball version of rock, paper, scissors, John. Hot beats up on cold, as in this matchup. So uh, I'm hoping to 
this pays off big. Ian Desmond of the Rangers is another guy that qualifies in the outfield here. I'm surprised by that for sure. <laughs> but uh, Does he qualify anywhere defensively? <laughs> I'm not sure, but he was in the outfield list, so I jumped on it for 3100 bucks. He's another hitter who has turned things around drastically after a slow start. He's picked up nine hits in his last 22 at-bats, including a nice power surge with three homers and six RBI. He also has four multi-hit home uh, games in his last nine starts, and that's a that's a part of the equation that I really like because of the hot streak. He and his Texas teammates have dominated Angels starter Matt Shoemaker in uh, limited head-to-head matchups. And Shoemaker also has not looked good in the early going, pitching to a 687 ERA with a whip of 164 in his four prior starts. Finally, I close out with one of the guys that I've uh, touted almost all month long, and that's Carlos Gonzalez of the Rockies at 3600 bucks. This veteran power hitter has also enjoyed a nice start to the season, hitting for power and for average so far. A nice mix when I'm looking at players I want to choose. Uh, I also like his success in a 10-for-28 sample against Zach Greinke, which includes four homers. Throw in the fact that Greinke has not looked sharp in his first year with the D-backs, John pitching to a 6-16 ERA and a 147 whip, and I like Gonzo's chances to put up some big points here. Yeah, I think that game might be a slugfest. <laughs> John, around. John who, who would you cite as your pick of the day? I'm going to stick with, with Ryan Braun. It might be a bit chalky, but, I mean, Braun is looking as good as I've seen him in recent years. I mean, his OPS against lefties is almost Bryce Harper level against righties. It's 1.013 right now. He's seeing the ball. He's locked in. He's got a favorable matchup. I don't know what this whole D. Gordon thing is going to do to the Marlins psyche, but they've been on the road for a while now. Might be a little weary. I think that the, uh, that the Brewers are going to tag him, and I think Braun's going to be leading the charge. Well, and you know what? Braun came through the whole PED thing that he was involved with very, very that well, it seems. So kudos to him for, for playing it clean since then and uh, performing the way he has. I'm going to counter with my pick play of the player of the day, and Evan Longoria. As I said, I've seen too much of this guy as a Blue Jay fan. This Tampa star has really raked against the Jays in his history. My stat of the day to back up this pick, though, Longo has a career BABIP of 331 versus Toronto in 502 career at-bats, and it's even higher than that against lefty pitchers. So throw in the Toronto logo for motivation, John, which must look to Longoria like a red cape to a bull, and I say <laughs> the Jays outfielders could be busy in this matchup looking, at, looking up and running after balls in the gaps or maybe even over the fence. So, like so there you have it for John McKechnie. I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.